Hello and welcome to the Load Space podcast powered by Vanarama. As ever, you're listening to me, your host, Tom Roberts. And I'm delighted to say, sitting opposite me is a new co-host, Grant Bradley. Welcome. Hello. Now, Grant and I got together very recently and we went out into a car park. We didn't do anything illicit. We went to a car park with one of the new Voxel Combo small vans. This is the PSA Group's new small van built on the same platform that a variety of other vans are as well. And we did a top five features that we would give a big thumbs up to. So I've got Grant in the studio with me and we're basically just going to talk through those top five features in a little bit more detail. The filming was great fun, Grant. I had a really good time out there. It's just nice to be able to kind of get out there and experience a van firsthand it's the first van I've shot so it was quite nice to see your enthusiasm and really get to grips with it let's go from the top so the first thing I picked out was the front of the Vauxhall combo well, it's a massive improvement over the last generation which I always thought looked a little bit off it had a face only a mother could love because it had those big bulbous headlights and sort of a, a an odd looking grill it's a massive massive facelift well it's not even a facelift did it it's a completely new generation of the combo absolutely I mean the PSA group is doing a really good job at the moment of kind of harmonizing Uh, how things look now all of the other manufacturers that use this small van platform so you've got obviously toyota uh yeah sorry toyota Toyota with the the pro Pro city City. Uh, and then you've got the other uh, bedfellows in the psa group citroen and peugeot uh, are all using the the same small van platform to build on and the interiors are all kind of much of a muchness really Mm -hmm. but the exteriors are where they're allowed their sort of brand to shine through having seen the the vans from the different other three manufacturers that have, have partnered up as part of the PSA group. I think the combo is probably my favourite in terms of how it looks, especially from the front. Wow, bold. Yeah. It's got a, a very fresh look for 2019. I mean, it's the sort of van that you, it, it just it's going to look really impressive when you turn up to do a job. That's really bold, actually, because a lot of people would say the Citroen Berlingo is the better looking. I don't know. I, I really like the grille. Um, I think it's got that sort of... Like you said, that corporate look that, that Vauxhall and Opel have been kind of going for. But I just to me, it, it just looks the classiest. Fair dues, fair dues. I look, I, I've got to hold my hands up and say Toyota Pro City, when I saw it in the flesh, I'll, I wasn't really overwhelmed with. Mm-hmm. I, I think having seen the Bolingo, having seen the Combo, and then seeing the City, it was a bit like, well, you know, it, there was something different about the, the Bolingo and the Combo, whereas the City, I think, kind of pales in comparison. Yeah, I mean, again, I hate to be that guy. Look, there are going to be fans of each fan just because there are fans of different manufacturers. If you've always had a Vauxhall combo and you want the new model, you're probably going to go for the Vauxhall combo over the Bolingo or the Pro Ace City. It just depends on on your preference. But I think what we're saying is, is that because they're platform sharing and they have a lot of similarities on the inside, the outside is the main distinguishing thing. And for me, the combo is the winner. Fair dues, you can't argue with that. Personal taste is what it is. So underneath the front of that. Mm-hmm. And the particular version we had, 1.6 litre diesel engine. Now, I think that's a good size. Ford are putting a 2 litre uh, EcoBlue diesel engine into everything, mm-hmm. just in various stages of tuning and up and down power input output. Whereas I like 1.6 litre for a small van. You don't need massive amounts of power. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking around a, a full load, a 1.6 is still going to be able to carry that without any sort of hassle or fuss. It's, I, I think um, I agree with you on that, to be honest with you. 1.6 is plenty of power for a van that size. Absolutely. It's a massive improvement on the previous engine, I think, is the most important thing. And as we said in the video, that means that, very simply, the combo has the perfect combination of looks and power. It's the perfect combo. Absolutely. Very nice. <laughs> very good. Stealing all my lines. 
Uh, okay, number two, the next bit we looked at was the length of it, and the entire vehicle's length is 4.4 meters. So, so it's, it's not small. It's slightly longer than the previous model, I think. It is. Just just slightly. Very slightly. But again, I mean, it's much of a muchness. The, they don't want to go too far from the recipe. Yeah. The previous combo, though I thought it was a bit of an ugly duckling, did sell very well. It did. So why would you mess with that? And just recipe? on that, by all accounts, the uh, Vauxhall combo is outstripping its PSA bedfellows. Mm-hmm. And it could be because of the looks and power and the length. I think 4.4 meters is a good length these days. Yeah. You put it up against things like the Ford Transit Connect. And as I said, it's bedfellows. I, you know, it's it's hard not to look at the combo as a genuine competitor yeah, in that brand. I agree with that. Uh, the new Citroen Berlinger came out at the beginning of 2019. I think a lot of people immediately went, wow, it's incredible. It's, it's Look at this all new platform. And then the combo comes out. And then Peugeot's equivalent. And then the Toyota Pro City. And the... And you you have to look at what one is going to stand out. I think it's shoulders above the rest. I think the Berlingo coming out first kind of put Citroen at a, at the same time an advantage and a disadvantage because they had to be the first to the market, mm. whereas the other manufacturers had a bit of time to refine their recipes a little bit, maybe tweak a few things. So when the combo came out, though they are under the skin very similar, like I say, to me, it just felt a very refined van, very well put together. So I don't know, maybe it's just personal preference. Again, maybe I'm a bit of a badge snob, but I, I just like the Vauxhall badge. Fair dues. That, that Made in Britain stamp on the back, don't know, there's something to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, that's where the Vivaro wins out mm-hmm. um, in the medium van sector because that Made in Britain stamp, it's just, a, it's, it's almost like a rallying call. Mm. You know, it's a, the UK tradespeople, they're, they're widely regarded to be the backbone of the British economy. You know, driving around in a van that's made in, in Britain, it's it's a massive boon. It's, it really is. Boon's the right word, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a massive yeah. boon. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Although, well, what's a better word? It's a big plus. There it's a big plus. Very, we'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll settle with that one, yeah. <laughs> nice and simple. These are the bits I edit out, by the way. I can see. Okay, so number three. And we're sort of sticking on length here a bit. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's the payload. 1,000 kilograms. Yep. That's good. That's a that's a metric ton. That's very good. It is. It's great. This is 1,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's really good. It's a significant amount. I mean, if, whatever you're lugging around, it's, again, the big thing is it's not just the payload, but, again, combining that engine power to make sure that you can actually easily carry what you're carrying, not mm-hmm. just fit something into the van and grind along slowly. They've, they've really cracked it. Absolutely. But this is the thing. So it's a 1.7 meter load length. Mm-hmm. So that means of the 4.4 meter vehicle length, only well less, much less than half of it is actually given over to load space. Yeah. Now that doesn't seem to be too much of an issue because of course that means that the the loading bay will easily take uh, you know a Euro pallet, mm-hmm. maybe even a maybe even a full pallet as well, and with all that weight. You're not going to lose a lot. But like the small vans that are built on the same platform, and like many other vans, uh, including the Vauxhall Vivaro and, and the Ford Transit Custom, they've got that hatch. So usually it's a hatch that goes under a seat, but yep. in actual this one in the combo and all the other PSA Group small, small van platform builds, it's the whole passenger seat whoosh, drops forward and then suddenly you've got another, well, it's almost just under a meter. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, very practical solution to that issue that's going to come up from time to time. You need to carry a long length. How are you going to do it? The slight consideration, obviously, is where you're going to put your passengers because you, you do have to think about that. But you have got that middle seat in the front cabin. So, again, depends on how you're going to use it. I just think it's a really neat solution. Really neat. Who's going to sit on that middle seat, though? It's really thin. Well, yeah. And you've not got the most... I mean, if you're tall like me, and I'm mostly legs, um, it's not got the most amount of knee room of any van, to be honest with you. But, you know, short journeys, hopping from A to B, 
yeah, I wouldn't want to be there for long journeys, but it's fine. It's it's totally fine. See, this is the thing, though. This is the question that sort of nags in the back of my brain like a flea, is if you look at the Vauxhall Combo and mm-hmm. you think to yourself, right, okay, it's got a good load length, it's got a good load weight, and all that sort of stuff. What's to stop you from actually finding, I don't know, Toyota Hilux pickup truck? Isn't that a better alternative? Put a canopy on it? Possibly, but there's not a, a massive cost implication in doing that, isn't there? I mean, you're not looking at going up a classification in price. Okay, well, what about a Fiat fullback then? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, the, the, that's the difficult thing I always find. There's always going to be a very certain type of person that's going to go for a small van yeah. over uh, a pickup truck. But I think I think we've got to look at the sort of the market here. I mean, small vans, if you're working in a city, if you're, you know, you're trying to nip around a town or whatever, for me, and I've driven lots of different vehicles over the years, I would feel more comfortable doing that in a small van than a pickup truck. Just because I feel it's more nimble, you can get into tighter spaces. It's a personal preference thing. Again, I wouldn't want to tell somebody you shouldn't go for a pickup truck or you should go for a small van, but that use case is dependent on what you're going to do with it. If you're trying to deliver washing machines, for example, you're not going to do that in a pickup truck. You don't want to put a small van, off you go. If you've got a small business where you're delivering food, if you deliver, I mean, there's loads of different use cases I wouldn't go for a pickup truck for. Exactly. But I know you love your pickup trucks, so you probably would. I do like the pickup trucks, but actually like i said it's a very certain type of person that will go for the van mm-hmm. um not least of which you know it's got the side sliding door it's the, it's all about practicality um you do see a lot of people who would traditionally buy small vans shifting to pickups these days especially because of the price points you can get on worst known mm-hmm. or cheaper than the better known but the, <laughs> but the sort of very diplomatic here, yeah Tom. it's almost the kind of um you know things like the fiat fullback potentially the vw amaro vehicles like that they they don't necessarily have as big a name as the isuzu d-max yeah. or the ford ranger so you find that those two tend to dominate uh, and the l200 as well from yeah. Mitsubishi, they they tend to dominate the top tens you know and so while we're talking about that what's very interesting that i saw in the smmt figures from last month was that three psa group small bands peugeot partner Vauxhall Combo, Citroen Berlingo, mm-hmm. were clustered at five, six, and seven. Somewhere in there, in right in the middle. Yeah. All three of them, barely three or four registrations apart, but they were right in the middle. Like, I mean, you know, they, they are being registered with anticipation well, honest, to if, sell. If PSA had gone together and just released one van, they would be owning that market. Absolutely. It's yeah. 3,000 3, registrations in yeah. that one month. Yeah. Which kind of makes you wonder why they didn't but i guess the point is that each people you know everyone loves a brand exactly yeah. they've got your brand if you're a ford man you're staying with ford if you're a Vauxhall man you're staying with Vauxhall. and it, woe betide anyone who tries and comes between a tradesperson and their preferred van mm-hmm. number four the cabin and because we've already established it's got a 1.7 meter load length of a 4.4 meter length in total the cabin must be pretty big well aside from that middle seat as we've alluded to but yeah it's comfortable i mean i'm a big guy in you know i fit in there very right, that's very twice well. you've said that now i am i'm tall all i'm right? very I, tall I, I can't i can't <laughs> fight being tall it's just who i am and it's just genetics good it's, genes ex- yeah exactly yeah. but the point is is that you know for me a lot of vehicles can prove a bit of a difficulty especially ones where there's a limited amount of travel in the seats you know you can only go back so far in a van before you hit the wall yeah i got very comfortable in the in the combo i think Ooh. that's that's a big thing for a lot of people you want to be as comfortable as possible I agree with you. You know, I'm of average height. I'm 5'11". 
Uh, I always say to people, I'm nearly six foot <laughs> because that sort of hides some embarrassment. But it's, I'm 5'11", very average height. When I get, got into the front of that and the Citroen Berlingo and uh, the Peugeot Partner, the new one, I wasn't blown away by mm-hmm. any of the interiors. I thought they are tough, rough, and they're going to be lasting and durable. Last. And I sat down and I felt really comfortable. I yeah. drove the Citroen Berlingo to the CB Show Media Day that took place uh, before the, the main show. It was not only very economical, but it was really comfy, mm-hmm. really 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 nice i didn't get any of the sort of twinges aches and pains that i do after a long journey that you know normally um and the Vauxhall combo was very much the same took that on a nice long jaunt around uh, the local area and uh, yeah no twinges no nothing I mean, and, and great fuel economy and i know what you're saying about not being blown away by the the cabin but i think it's a matter of of we've gotten used to just how good small vans have gotten because interesting if you look at that van from where it is now yeah it fits into the pack you've got that large touchscreen. The materials feel, you know, they're not the most luxurious, but they're very, very well made. Everything feels like it's built to last. But compare that to a van from the previous generation or 10 years ago, and it's a world beyond. Oh, it is. It really is. It is. I mean, if you sit in the front seat, in fact, we did a video very recently, which was the uh, new versus used. Mm -hmm. It's the one with the picture of me holding the old pair of pants. Yeah. That was a brand new Citroen Berlingo with one from... I think two generations previous and they're a world apart uh, they are a world apart you get into the front of the other uh, the original Citroen Berlingo let's, let's call it the original the original the old flaky uh, <laughs> crumbly one. it was it was very strange even though the seats were kind of pleather mm. it was uncomfortable it was it was all too airy you yeah. didn't feel cosy and safe in the front of the uh, old Citroen Berlingos whereas in the new ones I mean, you do. Everything feels close. You've got cup holders. You've got storage all over the place. You kind of feel like everything's within arm's reach, which actually, bizarrely, in a small van, you know, from a couple of generations ago, you don't. Yeah. And actually, usually in the small vans, the old Citroen Berlingos, there was no bulkhead. So you, everything in the back was just kind just of rattling around, around. and, yeah. and you, can, you can see the plywood right behind you. It just begs the question in these days, like, why not lease new? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why not, why not get a new one? Because, the, I mean, not only do you benefit from all the safety, all the tech, and it looks great, it's just up to date. Yeah. It's nice, it's modern, there's no leftovers to deal with. I think the big thing for me, and I, you know, we, I only had it for a short period myself, but it felt very car-like, and... I've driven vans from the previous generation, from vans that are about 10, 15 years old, and you don't get that sensation. That There's not that level of refinement in older vans that you get with a modern, brand-new vehicle. So that combo, it it just felt like getting into a small hatchback and driving around. And for me, that's a really nice sensation to think, oh, this actually compares with a, with a Corsa, with an Astra. They, they've done a really good job. It's because it's kind of got to that point where everyone stopped looking at commercial vehicles as an alternative yeah they're still vehicles mm-hmm. and tradespeople spend the majority of their time in their vans either going to work having lunch they've got all their tools in there they're ducking in and out of them exactly. all the time if you're going to spend that much time in a place it should be comfortable it should be easy to use and it should be well designed absolutely um you know you you look at uh, case in point you know we, we we've got a fiesta van just came in today we're going to be doing some stuff with it but it's great to look inside there and see there's it's that screen. Fiesta. It's, it's a, a fiesta, fiesta car. It yeah. looks like a car. The Ford Transit Custom, the new ones, they've got that big screen mm-hmm. in there. They've got those big comfy seats. And if you ask me, Ford Transit Customs and pretty much every Ford van, they've got the best cup holders. I would say in the <laughs> cabin, in the cabin, the PSA group, 
I don't know what or who is responsible for the cup holders. Well, let's let's just one thing that that we both kind of didn't like about the the combo, and I think it's going to be true across most of the the new PSA groups lineup, is that little dial where you get the IntelliGrip. If you option the IntelliGrip, there's a there's a yeah. There's a dial you get where you can pick different settings for traction control, which is a great system and a really good idea, but and if you don't select very it... Very complicated, but I saw some technical cutaways of how it works. Very and, complex. Yeah. And the sort of thing that you're probably going to option and then use about twice. But either way, it's a really clever bit of technology, but if you don't go for it, you, what you end up with is a small recess on the dashboard that looks about the same size as one of those sort of coffee pods and that's it there's nothing else that you couldn't put anything else into that you wouldn't use it for coins you wouldn't use it for a, a cup it's just a bizarre little thing to have there and they, they didn't have to do that and you certainly wouldn't use it for coins because no. actually on the right hand side of that little sort of console that comes out the bottom where the gear stick is uh, is is mounted is a little tiny cup is so, a coin holder yeah. sorry like one of those little like six slots I honestly think the only reason they've left that recess there is to remind you you didn't option IntelliGrip and Absolutely. that's one of those things I'm like Oh, we did actually. Um, we did the physical test, didn't we, with the Vanarama sports bottle? Mm-hmm. Not a chance. Fit. Not and a it, chance. And it doesn't fit in any of them. Um, I, I'm pretty sure even a small Starbucks cup won't fit in the nope. coffee cup holders either side. So I'm really curious as to what's happened. I mean, even most litre water bottles that you can get in like a three pound meal deal from a supermarket, you ain't going to fit it in there. No, and uh, and that's why they've got good door storage. I think they kind of went, oh, well, there's door storage, just shove it in there. I mean, they have they have gone to town when it, with the the glove boxes and the the overhead storage and the the, the locker underneath the middle seat is really clever. Yeah, as well. that's a cool one. That's but if you nice. just want to grab a drink, you know. Yeah. It's not the best sort of layout for it. Let's so just talk about that locker because we kind of spoiled that because that's meant to be like a security feature. Okay, is the super secret naughty <laughs> locker. But then to be to be quite honest, it's just one of those things that the I always think it's this: the manufacturer looking at it and they go right. The only people that are going to buy these, uh, sorry, the only people that's going to be looking at the brochure are people who are going to buy, lease, or finance one of these vehicles. Um, so they're probably going to be a tradesperson. They're probably unlikely to be just general users yeah. or just people browsing and stuff like that. So not everyone's going to know that there's a locker under there. So it might be a good place to store so some stuff. But now, it is quite nice. It's yeah. metal. It's very durable metal under there. So now that we've ruined it in the top five For video everyone. And, and we've mentioned it again in the podcast, yes. if you are a, a thief, uh, <laughs> if you're planning on breaking into any of the PSA Group's new lineup, Please don't go into this naughty little secret locker because yes, there's nothing of interest. There's nothing there for lying you. beneath. No. I no. mean, but the thing is, though, what would you leave in there? You don't need to leave a sat nav anymore because, you know, as you're about to talk about in number five, mm. there's no need to have a, a separate sat nav sat nav unit or leave your phone in your van because it's got. Well, here we go. Nice segue. Number five, the eight-inch touchscreen that well dominates the interior it you is, use it that is like, word a few times and it, and it you're absolutely right it, it really does it does those big screens do and, and i go back to that fiesta van we've just walked past the screen in there i mean it pops up out the dashboard very high mm-hmm. it feels big and the one inside the voxel combo as i said it's eight inch touchscreen it's massive you can control everything from it you've got your music car functions sat nav um it's even got apple carplay and android uh, auto and they've designed it pretty well. I mean, I'm looking at some manufacturers at the moment, and they've got touchscreens in their vehicles mm. that look tiny, really t- just too small for the vehicle, whereas this looks the right size, 
it's very clear it's very easy to use and what I like is it's got these soft touch buttons at the side so you can jump to the different functions you don't have to stab at the screen when you're driving along to get to different features and different functions which makes a huge difference when you're using it on a day-to-day -day basis so it is, it is well designed as well and I've got to say the sat nav I really like that as well it's got a very nice clear display um, you know not too pale a blue for the backgrounds not too bright a white for the roads so it actually makes a really nice contrast that you can you can see and also the screen is shared across the PSA group again so all you're getting is a different logo on yeah. startup am I right in thinking though that the sat nav is an option sat nav is an option yeah. so I mean, but even with that because it's got the Android auto built in and Apple CarPlay if you don't have the option if you don't select that option you can just plug your phone in and, and off you go so it really is a great system for so many different people. Like you're not having to sacrifice functionality just because you don't spec up the, the sat-nav option. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you came to a leasing company, cough, cough, <coughs> you would find that you would be able to get that more expensive trim for very little impact on your monthly rentals. Yeah. You wouldn't have to you wouldn't have to think about it in that respect because obviously it's it's an easier way to get hold of a new van. For me, I mean I, I, I haven't leased a vehicle yet, so I've always bought my cars second hand and that means I've always had to compromise. I've always had to get something that's a bit older with more miles in it than I'd like, something that somebody else has driven and, you know, made their own, let's say, with certain smells and ablutions. So Absolutely. for me, the idea of having a brand new vehicle is is actually quite exciting because I've never had that before and I think for a lot of people the idea of leasing might be a little bit sort of nerve-wracking because it's such a new concept yeah but, but when you think about it it's it's basically like taking out a mobile phone contract for a vehicle 100% it is it is and you know you can find yourself on on the upgrade cycle you know you maybe lease a vehicle for two to three years mm -hmm. at the end of those three years you well probably for the same amount of money you've been spending you know, you you now get the new version of exactly. it. Exactly. It's yeah. just like me. I'm stuck on that loop. I'm just basically upgrading my Samsung phone every <laughs> couple of years. It's just, oh, there's the new one. Oh, there's the new one. iPhone users, exactly the same. There's the new one. Here's the, the new only, one every couple of years. The only difference is that you can't drive around in your Samsung phone. Very true. And, of <laughs> course, we're not saying that the payments are going to be absolutely on. Yeah. Because, I mean, let, let, let's be serious. You look at something like, for instance, the Fiat Fiorino. You know, the date this this um, sorry the date that this podcast comes out on, you can get and lease from us Fiat Fiorino, very good spec, sat nav, screen in the middle. It's a great little small van for well under 150 pounds a month. It's a great deal with a very small amount of money by comparison with other finance deals up front. And but I guess that's the crux. The, the, the small vans like the Vauxhall Combo are yeah. going to be affordable on a lease. Yeah. I mean, for so many people, a van like the Combo, it, a new one could completely change your business. I mean, we've heard stories of people who've got new vans, had it yeah. signed, written, and suddenly they're getting new business because people perceive their business to be of a higher quality. A new van, it makes a statement. So again, for me, who's never had a brand new vehicle before, never had that, I kind of want to experience it firsthand. Do you know what? Funnily enough, there's a really good customer testimonial that we've got on our YouTube channel. A guy called Jim Jeffries tells the story so much better than I can. So I would advise go onto the YouTube channel and have a look at that video. Watch Jim Jeffries talking about it. He used to make do with secondhand vans. And look, you know, it sounds like, look, we're Vanarama, we're talking about this, that, and the other thing. But just listen to what Jim says. He could have leased it from anyone. He chose to lease it from us. The difference is that he now doesn't have to push start his second-hand van off of his customers' driveways. He now leases a brand new van covered by the manufacturer's warranty. Anything goes wrong, he just sends it back. It's all lovely, it's all new, it's all nice, it's all clean, it's all his. It's just... 
bizarre when you look at it the other way and kind of go, no, I'm going to get a used van. It's like, do you want to be that person jump-starting your vehicle on your no. customer's driveway? What are they going to think? Turn up in a brand new Vauxhall combo. And I was going to say, let's, let's like get back then. to the combo just for a second, <laughs> shall we? Because we've done enough. We've done enough messaging and sales, and there we are. I think we both agree that when it comes to the new combo, yeah, it is such a good choice for so many reasons. I mean, we we talked about the top five thing, and the difficulty we had was actually picking the top five things because there are so many different things that we actually like about it. Quite right. So it as a choice, if, if you're looking at it and you're looking at the different PSA group options, it might be a difficult choice to make, especially if you've got no sort of affiliation with any of the brands. If you've never had a Toyota before mm. or a Citroen or a Peugeot or a Vauxhall, you might struggle a little bit. But if you're looking at other vans, definitely if you're looking at a second-hand van and you're thinking maybe I should lease a new one, maybe I should just go for a second-hand van, it's it's a really, really solid choice. Oh, it's a great it's a great choice. Um, you know, and, and there are different engines available with different uh, with the different vans in the PSA group's small van lineup. I think the one point six litre makes the most sense out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to admit that from a personal preference point of view, you can't beat a brand new bright red Citroen Berlingo. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. But I have to admit, but the Vauxhall combo in white looked very nice it did it looked very clean it looked very smart it was a very responsive drive everything felt nice and where it should be the gear stick wasn't a chore to use the steering wheel was fully adjustable the dash the dials they were very clean and clear the one quibble I will make and this will be probably consistent with all PSA group vans is the flipping cup holders (laughs) if they can sort those out it's the perfect van and for me. stop making that little tiny groove in the dashboard where I didn't pick IntelliGrip there we go yes. that's it once you've, uh, you know what once you've done that it's a perfect van you're rubbing my nose in it see now interestingly enough there is a new review of a new Citroen Berlingo on our YouTube channel the first one I shot we didn't know that the IntelliGrip was meant to be there because when it was provided to us it wasn't provided with a kind of a crib sheet oh, of what was right. on there so we went flicking through the manual but we didn't find that bit you know we, we didn't have long with the vehicle to be quite yeah. honest with you and so when we shot it we we literally took the mickey out of it i took the mickey out of it i was just like i don't know whether they think you're going to be drinking espressos so you know i actually took the mickey out of it i took the mickey that it was it was barely big enough to contain anything other than a tiny weenie you know french coffee or yeah. something like that you know if someone has said take a look at the crib sheet that's actually where the intelligrip selector switch would go I would have probably still not taken the mickey out of it quite I would, so I, Personally, hard. I'd have still felt shortchanged that the dial wasn't there. But uh, that's Actually, just that's the point. I probably would have turned around and gone, why have they given us this? Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't they give us the one with Intelligrip? I'm just not a fan of blank switches. That's it. It's one of my real pet peeves. Do you know what? The first time I met you, that's what you said as yeah. well. You got into um, whatever vehicle we were piddling around in at the time and you're it just was like, a, why is all this? It was a brand new Mercedes. Oh, with, was, and I think yeah. if you're going to go for a Mercedes... There should be no blank switches. I've also got a problem with, you know, volume dials that that don't roll to a stop. They just keep going and going forever. You can just Uh, spin the dial. The forever dial. Don't like that. Yeah. I also don't like them when the power symbol spins around as well. Ugh, no. These are all my pet peeves. You'll you'll get to know these (laughs) as we go on, Tom. That's interesting. Yeah, I I mean, that's that's actually predominantly why uh, Grant has, has joined us very recently. Obviously, I'm your man on Vanarama, and... I'm obviously going to be doing a lot more of this, co-hosting with Grant and things like that, but Grant is your man on Motorama, our sister brand that, of course, deals with personal vehicles. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to reviewing a whole host of cars and getting to grips with pretty much everything that we offer. Uh, trying to make sure that you
that you can find the, the right car for you. Absolutely. And you're going to be hearing an awful lot out of me and Grant over the coming months. So, Grant, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Tom. Um, thanks for going through everything. And uh, it's very nice to know that both of us are big fans of the Vauxhall Combo. You think it's smart and the perfect combination, and I just think it looks lovely and white. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Load Space podcast powered by Vanarama. Your host was Tom Roberts, joined by new co-host Grant Bradley. To listen to more Load Space podcasts, head to iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify, where you can subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode. And finally, don't forget to head to our YouTube channel and subscribe to make sure you always know when we've got our grubby mitts on a new vehicle. <laughs>